on, comic fam? It's your boy, the bearded comic bro, and I'm joined by my homie fire guy, Ryan. What's up, man? Hey, baby. It's good to be here. Dude, it's so much fun. I'm excited. We are talking about our favorite AWA books because there might not be two bigger AWA fans <laughs> than you. And me. I yeah, I don't know. If there are, then uh, we need to fight them for it. Right. You know, well, let's start a little support group. <laughs> some kind of giant uh, competing competing top 10 lists. Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, but this kind of this idea originally, we do our show um, on Friday nights where we talk about comics, and it seems to be you and I were always bringing AWA books to the table. Uh, and even at one point, I think you made the joke of like, um, I don't think there's an AWA book I don't like. <laughs> I was looking over the list in preparation for this video, and there's like two out of 28. They've done 28 books since they launched two years ago, and there's two that I don't care for, which is a, like a stellar record. Right. I don't get I don't get that high of a percentage from any other publisher. Well, and we're big fans of like how AWA puts out the book of like everything's complete before they release it to the public. So you're not going to get issues with, you know, writers or artists, you know, being delayed. Like if they're going to start to ship it, like it's created and then they ship it out to them, you know, like so that that helps. And they're short, concise stories, which helps, too. Right. The shortest is like four. Right. They do four issue miniseries. Yep longest one they did was eight that was like an outlier but normally they're like four to six issues yeah that's that's the typical that's the typical mantra of them is four to six and 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 then the trades are so stinking cheap <laughs> and that's probably the, the easiest most solid way to recommend if you if you haven't read an awa book uh at this point so many of their stories have been collected in trades so now there's not a whole lot of excuse uh to go out there and pick up one of these trades for cheap also, there's a lot on Comixology Unlimited. If you have right. uh, if you have Unlimited, you can just type in AWA and like almost every almost every series they have finished is is available there with your with your. And unlimited even if they're not finished, like issue one to see if it's something that floats your boat. If like I think every series that we're talking about, at least like the issue one is on Comixology, and and so if you have that, you can kind of say like, oh, let me check this out. That was a struggle I had with this publisher back at the back in the beginning when I first got onto them. It was hard to recommend to people because there just weren't trades yet. Right. It was still they're so new that it's like it's it's hard to to crack into somebody's uh you know onto their radar. Yeah, well, and then I mean their first wave, it was only like four or five series because they they only release so many series at a time, it seems like in their waves. And so then you had to wait you know it was a monthly series and then you had to wait a couple months for the trade so even once they started you had to wait a little bit to get the trades now we're getting a good plethora of of trade library for us to dig into yeah and i'm starting to pick them up too i got like i got my not all robots trade on the way here pretty soon i'm excited for that yeah yeah there's there's a there's a slew of them behind behind me on the shelf there so we kind of decided we were going to pick our our top 10 favorite series are of of awa books and kind of we have a i feel like we have a very eclectic list like we do i think if you i think if you like google like awa top 10 books like there are going to be some that we don't talk about (laughs) and there are some like like, right i i feel like we got to mention that before we get into this too like there's a couple on here that i'm i'm looking back i'm like surprised that oh crap we're not talking about like the resistance is not on here anymore which is like the spine of their entire shared universe that they have so it's like it's a little a little weird that that's not making the list. We're not talking about Year Zero, which I think is another like phenomenal book that like a lot of people should read, especially uh, Walking Dead fans. Yeah, but we've we've we each kind of came up with a list of our favorites and then compared lists and realized like they're similar enough to the point where we just kind of tossed out the idea of doing separate Ryan's <laughs> favorites, Greg's favorites. Yeah, and we just kind of collaborated on. I mean, we did. We literally were like, all right, do you have your list? I have my list. Okay, cool. We sent it at the same time. And I think there were eight that were on the same list. (laughs) And and then there were two and we're kind of like, I haven't read that one yet. I'll read that. I'll read this. I can cut out that. And we're like, boom. I think we took one that was on my list and one that was on your list. Right. And that's how it should make a cleaner video, hopefully. Yeah. So let's hope. Let's hope. Um, So we're going to just talk about our top 10 favorite books. Again, these are our favorites. You might disagree. You might agree. Let us know. I mean, you're going to win two anyways. So that's true. All right, Ryan. So number 10 on our top 10 favorite AWA books. What we got? We got Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal. 
This is the one that I was talking about earlier. This is an eight issue series. So it's okay. a lot longer than anything else they've ever done, which honestly, I think is one of the reasons I've, I've got this ranked so low. This was a, a favorite book of mine in the early issues. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was a big fan of this story. So this book is written by Garth Ennis with art by Goran Suzuka. And uh, general premise is that it's a story about a girl who likes to travel in time for fun. Like that's really kind of her, her main goal is just to go back, mess with people, steal shiny rubies or whatever, and, and just that's her life. And the first few issues really lean into, into that and just show her having, having a blast. And then once uh, more plot elements start to come into the mix, the story starts to lose me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is one of their more, you know, kind of fun out there, weird, you know, make you laugh, make you, you know, kind of try to push the envelope a little bit at certain pages um, with some of the things that they, they show and they do. Uh, but it's, that's what I think is so interesting is you can probably find, this is one of the publishers. I feel like that it, it just kind of like does a wide sweeping arm across. And this book is a, a great start to our top 10 list because it really is a, a wide range of where we'll go from that to like our number one. <laughs> There are a few comics that I've read, I think ever, that uh, have made me laugh as as hard as this book made me laugh at its at its best moments. Like it got me. Like there's some some dark comedy elements to this story that you're you're not gonna find in anything else. And uh, it is definitely not for uh, the faint of heart or like the easily like triggered, for yeah. lack of a better word. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of touchy stuff in here, but I think uh, I think that's what makes it fun. That was number ten gang and then that drops us right into our number nine which is casual fling which is written by jason star arts done by dalbor uh, talik um and this is another one that made the list because um you got lesco doing the coloring and it's because it's a unique book for us it's something that we were talking off camera like this isn't something you've seen in comics too often of this story it feels very much of a you know, a crime novel that you've seen or something, but we haven't seen this play out into comic books too much. Um, and I mean, the premise is it's a scandal of, you know, a high powered lawyer, you know, at a firm, she gets caught up into a, you know, sexual affair with someone that she, you know, just kind of randomly met. And lo and behold, it was a setup and trying to blackmail her. Um, yeah, he and, recorded the whole thing. Yeah kind of blackmail her to her husband and her family and job and everything. And the only, you know, and the premise is basically then, cause this is one of those four issues. So it's a very boom, quick hit. And I, you know, that was one of the things I actually like though about issue one is um, there was a page in issue one where there's a six page, there's a six panel layout and it takes you through the kind of relationship of her, me and this gentleman at the bar and it moves it along in such a way that you feel like them having that connection and that relationship makes sense because it, which is really hard to do. I think in a, on one page, like, Oh, to not knowing each other to. And I think that's what Jason star brings to this series with his writing is it's very concise. It gets, it tells what it wants to tell and what it needs to tell to move the story on so that it can be a four, four issue story. That's the benefit of putting such a short limit on these books too. Is like, there is no time to like right. get lost or dilly dally like you get to the point and by the end of issue one you find out that the guy's laptop was open and recording the entire time which once you find that out it's almost impossible to not want to come back for for number two and at that point you're already halfway done so you might as well stick around for number three and number four and um this one really clicked for me because it felt like like in the 90s they made a lot of like sexual thrillers i don't know any other way to describe it but like like a basic instinct or like right. sleeping with the enemy or something like that. This feels like a movie Wild that I have not seen yet. And uh, I'm, I don't know. That's one of the things I really like about AWA as a publisher is there a lot of their stories feel like just ready to go movies. And mm. this, this one more than any others, or at least more uh, this one, this one is the first one on our list that I think really embodies that. Right. And and that's what I, I think that's what they, they bring to the table. And you know, that transitions right into the number eight of Fight Girls on the mm. list. Frank Cho. 
doing the writing and the art on it. Which I was going to say, is this the first? Is this the first one we have on here? Or is this the only one we have on here? I think uh, where... there's another one that makes a list where it's uh, artist okay, and writer. Yep. yep, yep, yep. But I always, I always love that when one person is responsible for it, the bulk of the book. It's, it's a much more unified kind of just one person's vision. And Sabine Rich does the colors on this book too. But Fight Girls is uh, the plot. Honestly, is is almost uh, secondary. It was definitely secondary. Yeah, I don't want to say it's re- irrelevant because there is a plot here. But the main attraction is Frank Cho's like stunning artwork. Yeah, he's good at drawing two things: uh, beautiful ladies and monsters, and that's what this book does. Like it throws a bunch of beautiful ladies into basically like a Survivor style like Hunger yeah. Games contest on. Uh, in a bunch of exotic locations to see who who survives and becomes the new like queen of the galaxy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a like a Hunger Games like quest to become who is going to rule the galaxy kind of thing. And yeah, they're like they start in like the jungle and then one's in the Sahara Desert style thing and then one's like in water, you know, like in the ocean and it's just so like I mean the issues the main plot of the issue is you're watching the girls fight and the monsters attack you know the female graphic like and it's and like yeah it's gory it's it's gory at parts and you know there's a kind of a backstory that's kind of floating along at the beginning and at the end of each issue kind of like trying to help move the plot along and you really don't get into that aspect of it until the final issue and um and you know because we're not even going to do a spoiler show here because we want you all to read these books because we're hoping that chances are you haven't read them so um, but issue five brought it home for me. Right. And I was, way. I was a fan, I was a fan of this series all the way through. I think it's, it just, it really put Frank Cho on the map for me as a, as a newer comic collector. I know he's done a lot before, but, right. um, this as, as such a singular vision of his, it really, uh, I don't know. It's an experience and it's, it's something definitely worth reading. And even though these three books so far have ranked on the low end of our list, there are still 18 other books that AWA has done that did not even make our, our top 10 here. So even, even the stuff that's on the low end is still really good. And we, we absolutely, yes, uh, recommend. We really could have done a top 25. <laughs> we could have. We like, probably could have, but we, we, we should, we should just <laughs> change the whole, we should change the whole structure of this video. We're just, the whole, the whole we'll do a top 10 first and then we'll come back and do a t- top 25 video. <laughs> We got to leave oh, something for next time. That's right. And that then takes us into number seven is erratic. And this, this is, is our, another one. This is the other one. That's uh, the other okay. one. Yep. This is this the is writer and drawn by, uh, was it Carr Andrews? I think it's Carr Andrews. Okay. That's what I thought too. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard, I can spell it. I can spell it. Not, not so good at pronouncing it, but yeah. And if we butcher your name, sorry, gang, like we try. That's okay. But we really this, like your book. Um, well, and this is, and like, this is, uh, Sal Cipriano is lettering on this book. And I feel like Sal hops in on like eight of these books on this list. Uh, it seems like Sal is a go-to letter for, for AWA, but this is one of the first ones that's more of a, a teen book, um, yeah. where, you know, Marjorie, you're nope, no, <laughs> casual no, fling, no. nope. Yeah. And even Fight Girls, no, because of the graphic, you know, like, so this is kind of where they're first more of like a, hey, if you have a young teen trying to get into reading comics and want like this could be one that exposes. I know we talked about another one, you know, family friendly one they did was like bite sized. Um, But this is kind of the premises of this young uh, teen has this um, superpower, you know, that lasts him like what, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. He has powers for 10 minutes every time he uses them a day. So, so it's like, that's, that's it. That sucks. Like it gives you such a, like a, so much pressure to like actually get the job done, but 10 minutes. But other than that, I really like the world that the story makes. Like right. this is the first thing we've talked about that exists in the overall AWA connected universe, right? A lot of their stories exist in a similar universe. Right. Um, and this one deals with, well, the, the whole premise of their connected universe is the fact that there was a pandemic in this world and everybody who survived a small percentage of those people are now now have powers or abilities of some kind. And the main character of Erratic is one of those kids. He has to do it's, it, it. It really I compared this book a lot to Ultimate Spider-Man as it was coming out. Okay. Like it. Yeah, it feels a lot like 
you've got the young kid who is dealing with newly acquired powers, but also he's got, you know, girl problems at school and he's got weird teachers and bullies and, you know, family drama at home. There's a lot packed in here and I'm very glad that they tease a second volume yes. of this storyline at the end of it. And, and and it feels like any superhero drama that's set or a teen drama superhero that's set in, you know, the in a school the teachers are always up to some shenanigans as well. Like you can't, you know, I think a star girl on the CW show, you know, and like, it's always like you put teens, a teen superhero comic and boom, you've got, you've got some teachers who are up to some tomfoolery. (laughs) Um, And I think that the teacher in this, in this series too, was one of my favorite parts of it because he had like, he had powers too, if I remember it correctly. Yeah. Yep. And he kind of, he had this kind of like, yeah, he can control you to do what he wanted um which most teachers probably wish they had that ability for middle school kids particularly but that's neither here nor there it's a cool book Uh, yeah i wasn't i wasn't um on the surface it's not for me because i'm not a teenager and it's it's definitely more of a a young adult kind of it's geared towards the younger demographic like you were saying earlier but i was i was very much impressed with with how much i enjoyed that story yeah and 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 andrew's art is fantastic on it like i it's such a unique style that works very well with this book that it's great um and i knew he could draw but i didn't know he could write that well either so it's 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 a cool it's cool to see right yeah same with frank cho from the last book yeah number six so we got one more book before we get into our top five so number six on the list is red border so written by jason sart cracking the uh top 10 again uh, Will Conrad is doing the art on this, and Ivan Nunez is coloring. And again, Sal is back with uh, lettering because it's Sal. Why not? That's one of the things I do like about AWA is they definitely have a, like a roster. Like there's, mm-hmm. you'll see if you follow them for like their entire time, like like you and I have, you will notice uh, writers like Jason Starr popping up over and over. Yep, as you said before, like Sal as a as a letter pops up over and over. Artists like Mike Diodato have done multiple mike diodato uh dalbor you know he's he did uh uh, a casual thing we talked about he's doing hotel um uh john lees who does hotel i think he's doing one cribson uh which is a new series coming out right now like so they kind of have their wheelhouse of writers and artists and so you also get to kind of know too of like uh, you're gonna probably like the book because of the team or not just because you're familiar with them by enough you know by now Correct. Um, I already forgot what book we're talking. Red Border. Red Border. <laughs> okay, thank you. But no, Red Border. Um, this one I feel like should be higher, but the fact that we have five books that rank even higher than this is is kind of it's almost like a testament to how how good mm. this book is because it's it belongs in a top five of AWA. But there's right. it's there's a lot of competition, but this is one of their first books they put out in their first wave yeah. of comics right near the start of the pandemic and this one i think you could say is uh, it's probably the most political yep flavored comic of anything they've done so far um it's a four issue story about a couple from um juarez that's what it was right where yeah this is a it's a four issue story about a couple from mexico who witness a drug cartel murder and they uh they get like their whole family slaughtered by right gang members so they flee across the border and they end up getting kind of taken in by this family on the american side of the border but it turns out that these people are not the greatest and they might be in more danger now than they were from the cartel and it's just yeah. a four issue story of of these two like dangerous forces kind of colliding them stuck in the middle yeah, and it's one of those, it, this was, like you said, it came out in the first wave, and it was one of the first books where I read it, and it's, you know, and this is the Jason Starr style of, you know, we said it with Casual Fling about a movie, but with Red Border of, like, it feels like, boom, this is a movie that's on a comic, and it's concise, it's quick, you know, and it's, you know, it's self-contained, I don't think you need to spend any more time in the Red Border world, um, and that's kind of how a lot of, I think, his comics are, it's like, hey, here's a story I want to tell, I'm going to tell it, and then I'm going to tell something different down the road but again four issues so it's jam-packing a lot into it and but it's a wild ride 
Yeah, I think when you have the conversation about like adapting a comic for a movie or a TV show, comics in general are are more suited towards shows because you've got you know issue yeah. after issue, year over year, and you can build seasons and there's just so much plot there. Right. But with AWA books in particular, because there's only four or five of them, they're in my mind they're much more suited to action packed like packed full movies. Like this would be Red Border would be, it wouldn't even be a very long movie, but it no. would be. It's got such good. It's got it's such a good mixture of action, but also just horror. As this, as this couple slowly starts to learn more and more about the, the family that has kind of taken them in, and you realize like maybe they have taken them hostage, and they just haven't really learned it yet, and you're you're scared with them. And every every time you turn the page, and you learn a little bit more about like, oh crap, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They're in trouble, and it just builds to a, a really epic kind of conclusion at the end. Yeah, and I, again, I. You got to check it out, gang. You got to just check it out for yourself. So we made it, Ryan. We are heading into our top five favorite AWA books. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. We made it to top five. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Number five. Number five on this list is Moths from J. Michael Straczynski with art by Mike Choi. And who's lettering this book? Oh, it's Sal again. I was going to be like, I don't know. Take a guess. But it's Sal. (laughs) that's no guess but this one i think um i i really kind of i I recently did a video of my favorite comics of 2021 and it was i kind of regret not putting this book on that list like moths is one of the most memorable comics i have read Mm. i think ever like there's there's nothing that really kind of activated the emotional side of me quite like this in a comic book before you've you've read that you've read the beginning of this book a lot more recently than i have yeah so um this obviously this stems off of the resistance world um that uh that we talked about that didn't even make in our top 10 and we're seeing some of this you know pandemic getting some powers and you have this uh young lady who is going to do what they call uh blossom i believe is that what right um where it's kind of like if you activate your powers, you have six months to live them, or you can kind of keep them inside you and live a normal life if you never activate your powers. And like, so she makes a decision early on in the issue, like I'm going to activate my power uh, because I want to try and do good, uh, you know, in the six months that I have. And that's how it kind of takes you. Then it's a six month, it's a six issue series and it takes you kind of down month by month by month by month by month um and it is a emotional roller coaster through and through uh it's it's i I said it's gut punchy uh like i felt um, like a lot of emotions reading this series and i was like wow i'm i'm mad that i slept on it because i was like yeah i don't know i i did one of those the art is a unique art style it's a it's a like realistic art style but also not real, you know, like, so it's kind of just like the CGI art, but like it's, it's, and it's beautiful for the book. That's what makes it so great that like, but I just did a casual flip through and I was like, I don't know if this is for me, but man, it, it coincides so well with the beauty of the writing and it, it's emotional book for sure. I think, I think Mike Choi as the artist, um, give him a follow on Instagram if you haven't already, because he's got, um, He's extremely talented. He does a lot of painting mm. and the way, the way that he shows the emotion in these people's faces in this yes. series is, is key because this girl, Emily, the main character of moths is dealing with, she knows she's going to die. So this whole series, you're dealing with somebody coming to terms with their, you know, mortality and having, having to uh, just learn, I need to do like, I need to live the best, most meaningful life I can in this short six months I have left. But while you're reading it, you you can't help but realize like, I'm going to die too. Like I will die someday. I need to live my life to the fullest. And like, every time you close the issue, you just, I, I just, I just was full of feelings, you know, in, in a way that no other comic has ever made me feel before. And it really sucks to kind of then have to go to the next book in your stack on Wednesday, you know, like after this, you pick up like, batman or something <laughs> and just like, read a, ah! a normal comic yeah yeah it just, it, it's just it's nothing else compares to this and um i didn't want to do this list without putting moths on here it yeah. deserves a spot on a top 10 for sure but it, 
it's it's worth uh, talking about, and I think more people need to uh, to give this book a try because there is there is really no other comic like it. Yeah, and I and I know I think my hesitation originally, you know, I mentioned the art it was like, but I also knew it was set into a world of resistance that I hadn't read at the time, and I yeah. was like, I don't know if I really, you know, you don't need to, and you don't need to. It's one to. that it's every single book that we're talking about is a standalone issue, like a series, even if it ties into the world, another world in the AWA world. And right. I mean, you know what's going on in Moss without even having to deal with, you know that if you let that stop you you're gonna miss out on on a, a lot on a moving experience like no other number four we go from moss to moms and we got bad mother bad mother written by krista faust with art by mike diodato i just read this last night gonna be 100 honest this was a you had me read this one after uh i skipped it this was, i missed i missed a little bit of the second wave of awa this was one of those titles i did not pick up as it was coming out but I'm glad I corrected that last night. This is uh, this book is fun, and it just immediately shot up to, like near the top of my favorite AWA books. Like, it's about honestly, while I was reading it the whole time, I was thinking like gender swapped taken. You know, mm. it's it's like a it's a it's about a mom whose daughter gets kidnapped. But whereas taken, you've got a guy who is like a secret agent, badass right. basically, who's perfectly equipped and handle and ready to handle you know this kind of family you know retrieval mission that he takes on this mom in the story is not she's like she's a normal suburban like housewife who has zero almost zero anything she's extremely like nobody notices her there in the first issue she's like in part of a hostage situation at a grocery store like someone robs the store and like they're looking for a hostage and the guy's like, uh, this one. <laughs> and she just gets like passed over, like even, even for a hostage situation. Like nobody notices her, nobody cares about right. her. But her family being put in danger like this just kind of activates this primal yeah. thing and, inside her. And and so the mom's daughter gets kidnapped. She gets caught up into this kind of this plot in the suburban town. And I thought the really smart move that they did right before is they removed the dad and they removed the son from the story. They exist in that world, but they're like dad's off on a business trip without cell reception kind of basically you know and the son's off at camp like so i think that was an important move yeah. because this is really a it's a mother-daughter ass story of with you know the focus on what this mom is willing to do for her kid and what she's going through and using the tools to you know of her kid's toys at her dispense you know and yeah it's like taken slash home alone <laughs> right yeah okay uh, that, that's but, that's a good use too but like she's utilizing too, like it's showing like, okay, she's using the internet and Googling like, you know, what things mix with what to make this contraption and stuff like this. So it's, it's believable from that aspect of like, if you get thrown into a tough situation as a parent, you're going to do what you can when you, you know, the police have basically said they don't like well, teenagers run away. What do we can't do anything? And right. She stumbled her, she stumbled backwards into some kind of sex trafficking slash meth distribution ring yeah and she's immediately in way way over her head and my favorite part of this series was when somebody comes to like attack her in her house and she now has to fight off this like gang member murderer in her kitchen but she only has like tools at her disposal in her, in her kitchen so she pops him on the head with a frying pan and like jabs him in the hand with a with a like a food thermometer and and then and like just, a mother's like world's best mom pen or something that was on the right? table like yeah like it's just it's just such a unique story and i think as i was as i was reading this and looking back on it i think if you were to ask me what the uh, what the next like awa movie adaptation would be i think i think bad mother is like ready to go like all you need to do is is pick the cast members and you have the script like we're right here just yeah. make, put this on the screen and you got a movie this is like a perfect perfect film yeah, and it's it's interesting because there's a lot of heart to it because I know a lot of times like with the movies like you we said it's compared to like a Taken, or I'm like I don't really need a sequel to Taken of it's like no. it feels like the same story of like oh I will tell you this like if they told me there was another series of Bad Mother like because of just like who that character there I fell in love with that character in the four or five issues whatever it is. And I'm like, I want to spend more time in her world and kind of see how she would handle things now, because I feel like it's, you know, she's not a secret agent, you know, who's like, so this is, right. un, 
not normal for her to kind of see what that world is. And, you know, obviously some stuff would still have to come around that, you know, I'd be, I'd be up for another Trump in this part, you know, like. That's true. There's definitely room for her to grow and, you know, learn, learn new, <laughs> new ways to take out drug dealers and stuff. Which, so. But that says a lot to me that I'm actually there for it because that tells you in those, that short of a time that I really am invested in the character, you know, of who they, who uh, Krista created in that. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool book. And I think um, even if you're somebody who's maybe inclined to skip something like that, cause it's, you know, it's called bad mother. It's, it's definitely focused on the female, you know, mother daughter relationship mm-hmm. stuff. Even if you're inclined to skip that because you have no personal connection to it. I don't have a kid. I'm not a daughter, you know, but I really love this book. And I, I strongly think this would, this would be a, a fantastic movie. Yeah, I, you need to check it out. That's, that's all we can say. Check it out. Five issues. It's not that long either. Read it in like an hour. Like I did last night. It's fun. <laughs> I told you, see, I told you, you got to read it. And speaking of movies, we've just been talking about all these AWA movie, you know, books that could be movies. And now we're talking number three on the list, Chariot, which is actually already optioned. Right. One, one that is hopefully going to be oh. a movie. Um, yeah, my fingers are crossed. Uh, if you had at the time, if you had told me like one of these books that they have done will be, be will be becoming a movie, which one do you think? I don't know that I would have guessed Chariot, honestly, but I'm glad that's what I'm glad that's what's happening. Yeah, it's because it's such a fun story. You know, this is Brian Brian Edward Hill did the writing on this, um, and Priscilla I think Priscilla Pet- Petri Eddie. I mess up because this book was on my top ten list of. 2000 and uh you know 2022 or 21 whatever what at last year's top 10 list time doesn't matter anymore i butchered it but um you know in in world designs is doing the lettering on this and marco lesco though is doing the coloring and i really want to highlight good because the coloring in this book is fantastic but before i'm jumping ahead myself what is it even about (laughs) which is book is a is a kind of a bonkers combination. I like to think of things as like, like movies I'm familiar with to kind of like combine them in my head at least. And this is like a weird combination of like the matrix, but with like specifically the car chase sequences from like James Bond movies. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like bond car sequence vibes in, in the, in the action scenes in this book, but it's about a, a guy like a, a, a down on his luck guy with a with a sick kid whose bills he can't afford who works at a junkyard yeah who finds this like mysterious car yeah it's almost like transformer-esque movie of like Shelby sure. is like okay yeah on this car and... and all of a sudden it turns out the car has this like spirit inside i don't know if that's the right word she's yeah like so a... it, it was basically it was like a cia covert operation kind of where they basically took the soul of this person the mind of this person and embodied it into this vehicle in this car and and she then has the ability like she implants implants a chip into his head that kind of like allows him and her to communicate while he's not in the car as well and it it's just as such a unique of like you know trying to deal with one you know she has a sister who also is like trying to deal with immortality and you know like it's bonkers and it's tons of fun and it it got compared to night rider like when people were comparing it because of like a car that talks smart car it, yeah and it feels like it. in the 80s but i mean it that's that's it in in that's it like the comparison ends there for me but what i do love is the colors in this book marco's colors are fantastic and and marco is another one who we've seen pop up on those lists with casual fling um and but i think they add something to it to the aesthetics of this book because like when the the female who is you know her mind is in the car appears in the car to him it's in this like matrix electronic bright pink and you've got lots of neon colors throughout the book it's stunning i almost want this to be an animated movie you know what i mean like Ooh. i don't know if i don't know if a live action movie could fully I, capture like the flavor of so, this comic in the right way and maybe i'm maybe not live action not animated but do you remember 
the final Ooh. fantasy cgi yeah. movie that they like, okay now we're getting some that okay yeah that style even because i feel like animation would be too you know and it's not you know like 2d animation no yeah like a like a computer a cg animation. yeah like movie. i think like that a, final fantasy <laughs> spirit within movie is a great like would be a great vehicle to say like this world just do pixar's chariot you know like maybe not maybe not pixar themselves but like cg style like yeah this would be this would not make a good disney movie but no I'm, I'm, we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere like yeah I am. Uh, I fully, I fully expect AWA to give us a call and have us join their production company team. And I would, I would kick Comic Tom to the curb in a <laughs> heartbeat if that happened. Like, I love you, Tom, but like, if AWA is coming knocking, like, <laughs> oh man, I love those guys. But yeah, Chariot, and like, it's it's a lot of fun. Yep. It's um, there. It's a, it's such a weird. That's why that's why it's really hard to kind of categorize. Like, it feels a little bit like Knight Rider. It feels a little bit like Matrix. It feels a little bit like like I don't know. I never I never saw Fast and the Furious, but I'm like any other car yeah, action it, movie. Like you Transformers know, isn't a bad a bad one either. Like there's a little bit I, of all of a that. A little bit here. of everything, and but it's its own thing. You know, even like a you know John Q of what a dad would do to, for down you know to to help his kid yeah. who's like you could take all these compare like and that's where it's like it's just all thrown into one and it meshes so well. Like holy cow, so good. Yeah, this is a really, this is a really cool, unique story that um, it's impossible now for me to think about Chariot without thinking about kind of like the future of AWA as a publisher, because right. this, if, if this movie does happen, this, in my mind, once, once this does happen, they will look at other things to make movies and that will just, the ball will keep rolling and AWA will kind of become, you know, on, on people's radar in a way that it's not really yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I think, I think people are really, really sleeping on this publisher and Chariot is a, is a prime example of if you want to, if you want one book to kind of read and, and see exactly what you are missing in five issue in a five issue story, mm-hmm. I, think, I think Chariot is a, it's a great one to hand to somebody. Well, and I think that's, that's a testament to Axel Alonso, you know, the head of uh, AWA of, you know, his time working at Marvel and what he brings to the table of, you know, bringing in these creators, these, you know, these artists, Mike Diodato, you know, these writers of the Brian Edward Hill and, you know, Mark Russell's and your Carr Andrews, like all these ones that have had hands in the, you know, other publishers, publishers and stuff like they bring in some top notch talent and really letting them do what they want to like. Yep. That's kind of, that's kind of what it comes down to. I think they've always had like a, a quality over quantity approach and the fact yep. that they never have more than like six or seven books coming out every month. Like they have a, they have a much smaller zoomed in kind of focus on making sure those books that come out every month are as good as they could possibly be. And you don't, you don't get, you lose, you lose something of that when you, when you're at DC or Marvel or even image, like a publisher that's putting out so much stuff that like, there's going to be a weak link in that chain somewhere. But at, at AWA, I feel like, like there's, it's, it's, you have to look really hard to find something that their, doesn't work their books have been consistently good yeah. um through and through and i feel like for as much as we've just like hyped up on this company like we have to say like we're not sponsored by them all right we're not getting paid we're just two fanboys who really like we read a lot of comics and it's a breath of fresh air when it's when we know if we're picking up an awa book there's a consistency there for us of like that we know nine out of ten times we're going to enjoy it and enjoy it a lot yep there's something to be said for the fact that they're just they're doing stories that end and that's really mainly what it boils down to for me is i love the fact that it says it right up at the top too, number one out of four number one out of five so you yep. know going in exactly how long this is going to be what kind of investment you're signing up for i just i just really appreciate that yeah. i wish i wish other publishers would take note and 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 you know and you know too of hey it'll tell the story and if it needs to expand more it'll allow it to but if it needs to say no we stick to that one and four like they're okay with it too i think and they do a really good job of that so which leads us now into our top two top two this was uh almost unanimous i want to say like we didn't really have to when we were putting this list together we, we spent a lot more time on the rest of the, like the number one and number two were pretty locked in i feel like yeah i think i think it was i think our top our top three was pretty much of like you could 
you could switch out probably any in our top three. And you could have fought if one of us fought passionately to say this was number one or this needs to be exactly. two, we would have been like, okay. Um, but number two on the list was one that you are a big fan of. This might be my personal number one. Maybe. We'll get we'll get more into that, I think, once we get to our, our number one here on this list. But my my pick for or our pick for number two here is out. 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 Yes. And this is Rob Williams is writing on it. Um, Will Conrad, who did uh, Red Border, Red Border. Is, is the artist on this. And man, guess who's back on colors? Marco. Marco. Oh. And, and one guess who's doing the lettering? Sally. Sal is back. Sally boy. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a reunion, you know? Right. This is, um, this book got me. It's like, it's perfect. Like I, I really, I really love this comic. It's, it speaks directly to me in the sense that it's, it combines a horror story with a war story, but also like a prison story. It's like a, it's like an interesting mix of all three of those, but overall it's scary as hell. And yeah. it's dark. Like it's like literally dark. Like it's hard to see a lot of the stuff that happens in this book because there's so much of it happens at night in the dark, in the shadows. Um, it is about a group of prisoners of war at a, at a like a like a like a Nazi castle. <laughs> There's a castle prison that the Nazis are using, and uh, this is near the end of the war when they are losing, and they uh, the Nazis are desperate to kind of find a way to turn the tide of the battle. So they dig up a vampire from you know the European countryside, and. Uh, they throw it in this prison camp to kind of like test it out, see what, see how it works and what the limitations are and learn how to control it. And every issue of this story so far has just dealt with uh, from the prisoner's perspective, right. seeing, seeing how they adapt to what the hell is happening. And uh, this one, this is the first one we've talked about that is still ongoing, right? This one has not wrapped yeah. up as of, as of and, this recording. And most of the ones at the time of the recording, we really didn't want to put any ongoing on, you know, because we're both big fans of telepaths that's ongoing. And um, there were just some that were like, we want to see where they end up still. Sure. This one, we've enjoyed so much that we're like, nope, it needs. It's beat. also almost done. I think there's only one more yeah. issue. Left. I think there's one because it's what five. And I five. think I think, yeah. So it's one through four. So side note, however, if we were to do this video, it's like six months from now. I think uh, Crimson Cage would end up making my top 10. Like that's currently going on right now. Uh, and, I love that book, but and and so we might have to we might have to just read this follow up. This is a this is a yearly video or something, but we'll figure yeah. something out. But we'll figure it out. As of right now, my second favorite book from AWA is out. I want to. What do you think? Like, how, how do how do you feel about this book? I'm really it's because I'm not a huge horror person, but right. it's it's a unique style of horror telling, which is what I've appreciated a lot about this. You know, it's. I don't know if this makes sense, but it's subtle horror to a more of a degree, right? It's 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 character first. Like yes, you, they rope you in with these, with this cast of of prisoners, and, and it's yeah. And I mean, again, you know, it's crazy because these books are two and three, but Marco did the coloring on both these books, and we go from chariots, the bright neon colors of that, wow. to what you said earlier in this of how it's a very dark book from the aspect of it's drawn in the shadows it's colored it's like in the, the shadows the main color here is like, black <laughs> like, yes like if there's a black ink shortage it's because of marco <laughs> like but it's been a again it's a character study with horror element tied into it it does where it's not as much like horror isn't at the forefront it's a backup story that complements this character book oh very well and so I've really been digging and I'm, you know, into the series and I'm excited to see where it goes because like we said, we don't know at the time of this video, we don't know how it's ending. Something I've learned about out too, as the story goes on is um, the main character of this book is like a language expert and yeah. the Nazis kind of rope him in to, to uh, speak to this vampire because he speaks some ancient kind of Romanian or whatever. And so there's a couple of scenes we've seen so far where the main character is speaking with this monster in, in this pit in the bottom of a church. And you, you kind of learn to feel for this vampire monster. So like, as we're talking about characters and how important that is and how it's not as much of like, it's not like a Freddy Krueger movie or like a Jason right. Voorhees. He's not like, 
you're not rooting for this guy, this vampire to murder everybody. Uh, he has a little bit of sympathy that you feel for him too, being chained up and locked in this in this basement. There's it's it's unique. I'll say that much. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's again, check it out. Uh, if you this is one of the few that like if you want to read like I think you can read issue one on Comicsology, but then everything else you like you have to you're gonna have to get the singles or wait till the trade because it still is ongoing at the time of this video. Um, but one that's not ongoing at the time of this video is the one that made our number one and that is a book that if you've watched our shows you've watched stuff on my channel um you're not surprised in the least bit but our favorite book from awa so far is not all robots by mark russell mike diagato is doing the art again um the low ride ridge low ridge I said Lowridge, but I don't know. Lowridge. I've never heard anyone. Uh, he's done and he's done a couple, he's been on the color colors of a couple of these books as well. Um, and uh Steve Wands is doing the lettering. And again, he did if it's not Sal, it feels like Steve has been doing the lettering. So okay. because Steve did it on casual flame. Gotcha. So, um this is uh, again. If you've watched my channel, you know I'm a big fan of Mark Russell and what Mark Russell does and what he brings to comic books. And Not All Robots is such a such a just a, a great world that has been created of this idea of these robots have been created to make our world better. And in turn, they're basically replacing the humans. But it's almost, but then now the robots are even being replaced by other robots. And it's kind of this, like this endless cycle that no matter what, um, if you're trying to live to impress people and be the best at your job, there's always going to be someone who's better at you. And then, you know, at your job than you. And yeah. And one, uh, one of the things that really resonated with me about this book is the fact that on the surface, it's a it's a at times funny mm -hmm. and you know at times poignant kind of sci-fi story, but the uh, the element like you were talking about how everybody is getting replaced at their job by a different tier. There's there's a little a little bit of commentary on like the the system of like capitalism under mm -hmm. there, and one of my favorite things about Mark Russell is the way he combines the uh, like he's one of the funniest writers I've ever read anything of it's like he makes me laugh more than more than like any other writer consistently can do but at the same time that that humor is like laced in there with social commentary and like every book of his i've ever read has both of those things in it like and it's it's such a it's such an interesting combination and you definitely see that in full display in this book too and it feels well it's funny because you know I've, when i've talked to mark on my show i've you know he mentioned that kind of like he if you had to classify him as a writer he would say he's sci-fi because sci science fiction has always been a reflection of you know looking at our society from a different lens and when you create that kind of world where you're like oh like we can look at it like they need to do this and it's like well maybe that's actually us and this is actually feels like the first science fiction book for him when he's like hasn't yeah. really written science fiction books and so it's it's really is a cool the layers like you said the capitalism of you know if you are it's you know this kind of this world is this what have you done for me lately society and it pairs so well like you know mike we've talked about a lot on art and he's really well known for the people you know as his drawings that he captures and stuff like this but the details and things on these robots are yeah. fantastic and how do you do that right as an artist how do yeah. you make like these aren't like they're humanoid i guess they have you know right. two arms and two legs and a head but they don't have like faces so much like they're not like meant to be social creatures they're meant to work so they're not like it's very hard to draw them in a way that like shows emotion and shows what they're feeling but mike diodato somehow manages to do that and uh we get this we get the 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 set of characters as a, there's a family at the core of this book, mm -hmm. but also that family's robot who goes out and does all the work and provides for the money and like that 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 is one of the main that may be the main character in this in this comic, and so there's just all kinds of layers at play here and it's very hard to kind of quantify exactly why this book belongs at number one, but 
it's also not hard at all. Like we, the second we decided to do this video, this was very clearly, if it wasn't going to be number one, it would be like two, but right. it's number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it was my favorite book of last year. Um, I made it on my, it made number one book on my top 10 list of, you know, all books. Was, out there. I think it made number four on my list. Yeah. And I, when I made my video, I still hadn't read number four, issue five yet. And so like, Same. Yep. it wrapped it up. It just, again, it's what we're loving about, you know, as this has turned into a top 10 list of just a praising AWA. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, you're bound to find a book you like, you know, and you're bound to find something that you gravitate towards. And I think, and that you probably would hopefully find multiple ones off this list. But man, not all robots, just it. It's a whole package for me when it's like reading a book. Like it's one that I reread multiple times already to try and dig deeper into it and to just glean more from it. And it's been a, this is one that it ends and it says more volumes to come. I'm really hoping so. Uh, this is, uh, especially when you finish the book, you, you learn that there's a lot more to the world than. Well, and I mean, it's, it's, it's been announced. They're working on it now. Cool. So they are, this Good. is one that is, it's being worked on now. So I'm excited. Or if it's not being worked on now, it's, it's in the process to be worked on this year. So I'm into it. I'm, I'm there for it. Cause it does, it does such a good job of having a small focus and scope in the early issues. And by the time the book ends, you, you get a, a firsthand view of like, Oh, there's, there's a whole lot more here than you realize at the beginning of the story. So, right. It makes sense that we're getting more. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we did it. I, we talked about 10 of our favorite AWA books and there are some that, I mean, again, this is a testament to, what's being put out there. Cause you know, resistance could have, you know, could have cracked the list. Uh, hotel could have cracked the list and yeah. would have cracked the list on a lot of people's. And I mean, just so you're zero, man. You're zero. Yes. That you're was, that so was another good. one of the first waves. Yeah. Of, you know, and uh, you know, there was stuff like Grendel, Kentucky that people really dug. And there's so many out there that you can definitely find something you dig. And but these are like favorites. It, then yeah, exactly. If you don't like it, then shut up. You're wrong. Because these are yeah. the ones that we think are the best. And if you disagree with us, then screw you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, naturally. Like, <sighs> But I guess as we wrap it up, um, if you've stuck around with us this long watching this video, um, we would love to hear in the comments, what are your favorite books from AWA? What are ones that you're like, y'all are stupid for not having this on your top 10 list? And then we'll just we'll blame each other in the comments. Like I wanted it, but Ryan didn't. And Ryan will do the same. I'll definitely be in the comments. That's like the best part about doing YouTube is, is engaging with people in yeah. the comment section. Doesn't, it doesn't happen enough. And, but yeah. So I'm, let, I'm interested to see what other people think. I am too. Cause they're and keep in mind too. I have not read every book from that series. Like before we did this video, you hadn't read bad mother yet. Right. So there are some that I'm like, I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I'd be I'm curious there. To see what we missed. We're close. I've got, like, I've got like three more I need to read, and they're all on unlimited. So like I could do it tonight if I really want to, but I've got a big old stack of books I still need to read. <laughs> I always have a big like uh, uh, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in comics. Yeah. No problem. So well, um, thank you all for watching uh our video. Let us know what you guys think. And with that being said, hopefully you can find some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. <laughs>